Thanks for hitting that play button. This is Until All Have Heard from the Far East Broadcasting Company with Ed Cannon, who's president of FEBC, and I'm Wayne Shepherd. And Ed, right out of the box today, you've got your Bible open there. That's right, Wayne. Today I thought we're going to speak about a subject which requires a biblical context. Okay. So I have my Bible open to Isaiah chapter 6, starting in verse 8. Let me just read that to you, Mm -hmm. can I? Yeah. And I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? Then I said, Here I am, send me. Hmm. And he said, Go, and say this to the people. Keep on hearing, but do not understand. Keep on seeing, but do not perceive. So that sort of frames what we want to talk about today. Powerful and famous words, aren't they? The Far East Broadcasting Company has for 80 years focused our attention on taking the gospel to the least reached. And when I say the least reached, maybe it's more important to say the unreached. So we're in places speaking to people who have never heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. People who don't have churches on the corners, they've never seen, they've never touched a Bible in their entire life. And they are our mission field. And interestingly, Wayne, what we've learned over 80 years is that there's no better way to do that than reaching through broadcast medium. Don't send people to their houses. It's too expensive. It's too difficult. And in many cases, it just doesn't work. But the radio transcends those borders. It gets around persecution. And it can get into places where people wouldn't seek the Lord lest he seek them through radio. Radio knows no boundaries, does it? Yeah, uh, this is such an important message. Hey, let's talk about this with our friend David Wollen. David is Vice President of Development for the Far East Broadcasting Company. But much more uh, importantly, David has a real heart for the unreached, doesn't he? So this is this is why we asked David to join this conversation. That's right, and this is why we asked David to join FEBC. And when we first told him, David, this is what FEBC does, we had him locked in. <laughs> His passion for reaching the least yeah. reached is— We knew how to recruit you, David. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was already recruited. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Great. Well, tell me about uh, unreached in focus. What, from your perspective, we'll we'll talk around some of the details here, but just give us the big picture. Right. So, well, the category of unreached, like you said, is a huge concept, and when you look at the global numbers, it's huge as well. We're talking seven thousand plus people groups. There's eight billion people on the planet officially as of last month. I think I heard. Yep. Well, three billion of them or more are in this category of unreached. But at first, just realizing what that means, that they have very likely not heard the name of Christ, the, the, the church, if there is even a presence in their, in their culture, is insufficient to make Christ known with the broader population. So the, the meaning of that is important, but then when you get into the, into the nitty-gritty of, well, who are they? Where are they? And if I'm not living where they are, what can I really do? And one of the most important things you can do is pray individually and especially as a church. And that's that's a big part of where our hearts have been when we've thought about ways that we can serve the, ch- the church and help facilitate prayer as well as practical ways to reach the unreached, which is a big part of what FEBC does. So Unreached in Focus is a monthly uh, digital publication that we send out to anybody that wants it. And we're going to highlight a people group or a place or a language and and get really specific about what are the needs of this this culture, this people, you know, what's life like for them and what are big hindrances between them and hearing the gospel of Jesus Christ so you know how to pray. 
Yeah, and this is just a fabulous tool, David. I'm so glad you've put this together. It's the kind of resource that would be so useful in a Sunday school environment or Mm -hmm. in a missions committee. You want to have some resource with uh, testimonies and descriptions of what it's like to be a Christian in a Muslim country like Indonesia, for example, with photographs uh, which really turn the story into real life for people. When they hear something, uh, they might understand, but when they hear something and see photographs or even videos about how this is playing out, it transforms people's ability to understand and communicate. So we want people, we want our people to use these resources. Uh, it, it, we feel like it's our ob- obligation, David, because FEBC has so many servants on the ground in these right. countries that have served for so many years. We're blessed with a rich understanding of how cultures uh, reject or accept the gospel and what mm-hmm. FEBC's work is doing uh, to affect them to follow Christ. So it's a great tool. We want you to use it. And David, you've done a great job in putting that together. It's available on the website, yep. David? It is. Yeah, just scroll down. If you go to febc.org, you can just scroll down. It's right there. It's either visible right as you log on or just give your give your phone or computer one swipe down. You'll see it right there. How you can reach the unreached, unreached in focus. When we think of the unreached, we think of you know tribal groups that mm-hmm. are in difficult, mm-hmm. and, and of course they mm-hmm. are. We mm-hmm. we know that's the case, and we mm-hmm. have people who are working to reach those groups. But at the same time, there are unreached people everywhere in major. I mean, in developed countries. I'm going to share in a moment an email that comes from Japan. There's no more developed country than Japan. Yeah, well, let's talk about Japan for a minute because FEBC has a very very strong presence in Japan, and we've been broadcasting for 65 years there. As a matter of fact, we have one broadcaster, Keiko, who has been speaking the gospel to people of that country for 56 years. The same voice on the radio right? for 56 years. A trusted voice on the radio. However, back to the point of Japan, um, the percentage of Christians in that population is less than one. Hmm. It's a huge country, 170, 175 million people. It was heavily evangelized in the 1800s, and Christianity was spreading But the nation has gone through a massive cultural shift. And amongst the Christians that we know there, the average age is over 70. So it's a dying Christian population. And cracking into the young people of that country is very, very difficult. They're resistant. They've got their own expectations in life. And so I put Japan in the category of unreached. Mm -hmm. Even though there's churches there, no one's in the church. So if a church isn't filled with people, it's making no difference. The radio is still everywhere. And our staff in Japan are working diligently to get on the platforms where these young people are. As a matter of fact, we have some programs with the graphic content being this Japanese anime, which is what all the young kids are watching, except ours are wholesome and Christian. Wonderful. In the hopes of trying to get them to come to be Christ. But yet yeah. it is an unreached Yeah, by people. anyone's definition, it's unreached. David, let me read this email, and then I'll get you to respond to it. Uh, this person writing from Japan says, Half a year has passed since I started listening to FEBC. Among the many programs, I especially love Keiko's Mailbag. Although I met Jesus already, until I turned 46 years old, I was on the fence about faith in Jesus and couldn't make up my mind. I decided to take the FEBC Bible Correspondence Course summoned up the courage to call a church, went to say hello, and told the pastor that I will go to church every Sunday. I want to get closer to the world that Keiko believes in. That's our broadcaster there. 
I will start to read the book of John. Someday, if my email message is read on the radio, it will be an encouragement for my steps to faith. But I'm still a beginner, so it's a little Mm. embarrassing. I'm trying to take Mm. my step little by little. Thank you for your support. Uh, Just such an Mm. honest expression of where they are, David. You know, I should, Wayne, I should probably explain what they mean by Keiko's mailbag. This is Keiko's radio program in Japan. She asks listeners to write to her and give them, what is it that's keeping you from being a Christian? What would you like to know about the Christian faith? And faithfully, every single letter is answered. So our staff in Japan essentially do one thing. Keiko does the broadcast. The 12 or 14 young people we've got answering letters answer letters, and that's mm-hmm. all they do. That's the result, yeah. is what this guy said. I certainly hope someday they're reading his email. So, David, in different countries, it's different strategies. It is. It is. And it's interesting. I, as you were reading that email, I was thinking, I was connecting that with what uh, Ed had said earlier from Isaiah 6, thinking about uh, the, the words of God to Isaiah uh, about a people that couldn't hear and couldn't understand. And I was reminded of the parable because, you know, Jesus said the same things about why he spoke in parables and the parable of the seeds and what keeps seeds from being sown, uh, you know, or or from growing. One one reason was persecution. The other is just the deceitfulness of wealth and riches being being allured by this world away from the away from the gospel. I think that's the case in Japan uh, because it's, you know, it's not a place where you're going to be persecuted heavily for following Jesus, but it's a developed place where there's so much to to take away your attention and to allure your heart away from Christ. and But what he's doing, what he's describing, I think that's the work that God does in all of our hearts as he brings us to himself. You know, there is a moment of faith, but often there's a lot of little steps before that. And in all of it, it's, it's the word of God, the unbridled power of the word of God that moves us toward Christ. And so we can pray for that, for that man who is brave enough to talk about exactly where he is. Hmm. You know, David, you mentioned in there that it's so different in every country, and you mentioned persecution as well. You're right. I mean, it's like some of our staff might almost say, if there was a little more persecution in Japan, things might be going better. (laughs) Uh, I've heard staff in places like China say, don't pray that the persecution ends. Pray that the persecution brings people to faith in Christ. You know, another one of our leaders said, Uh, Just recently here, I heard him say, COVID was our best friend, our best partner, because it scared people. It brought people to their homes. They weren't at their jobs. They had an opportunity to listen to the radio. Pastors from local churches couldn't have assemblies, and so they went on the radio to preach. So God uses different situations in every country for his purposes. We need to be aware of what those purposes are. We need to be nimble and agile. So that when these situations show up, then we're able to step into those situations with his word and speak to them in the context that most effectively will inspire them to follow Jesus. So, David, FEBC is committed to reaching the unreached. That's uh, that's number one. Number two is we're committed to teach the rest of the world the need to reach the unreached, especially those of mm-hmm. us in North America. That's why we're doing the uh, the unreached in focus. Yep, that's right. And that's why we'll continue to do it, you know, and it makes it personal. 
when we, when we hear big numbers like 3 billion or 7,000 people groups, or even when we hear big uh, places geographically like Central Asia, where, where Ed and I were traveling recently, uh, you, people don't even know what to think of when they hear something like that. But if you see a face, you know, it's the same benefit you get if you go on a short-term missions trip. You, it becomes real. You realize these, these people are parents, children, sons, daughters, grandparents, people with hopes and fears and anxieties. And God has created them in his image. He's put eternity in their hearts. They are pre-wired by being created in the image of God to have a, a need uh, to, to understand why they're here on this earth and they're longing for eternity. They're, they're asking questions they don't even know how to ask. But if they hear the gospel, they will find the answer their heart is longing yeah. to hear. Yeah. Let's be honest and say this message, this gospel truth that we're proclaiming is not always welcomed in these places. And how do we overcome that, Ed? Well, that's a big question. It's it's not welcomed in most places where we're broadcast the gospel, but it's back to each country is very, very different. Um, in Vietnam, where it's very hard to uh, proclaim the gospel, it's outlawed in the country. They actually block our radio signals. So they scramble radio signals at a significant expense to the country. But how do we do it? We do it covertly, underground sharing micro SD chips with people physically what are loaded with Christian content. And it's working. It's been working for years, hasn't it? Yeah. In in other countries, in Pakistan, for example, where very few people respond to the radio broadcasts, but very many people respond to listener gatherings. We get people together and we speak the gospel to them one to one, physically groups of people hearing teaching because we've invited them via the radio. We were just with a number of our friends from Africa uh, at this most recent leadership conference, and they're using the same philosophy. Uh, In Malawi, for example, it's largely a a Muslim country. So they broadcast the gospel on the radio, and then they invite people on the radio. In this community, let us know where you are, and we'll connect you to a group of listeners. And they have thousands of these listener groups— because people like to learn in community rather than sitting alone and listening on a radio. So in difficult places, you have to come up with creative techniques in order to get people not only to listen, but to understand. It's the discipleship element of broadcasting the gospel that really matters for us. And we try and turn our listeners into disciples. So it's yeah, not and, just our voice, it's everyone's. And those broadcasters very often pay a high price. Yeah, it's um, certainly not easy, and um, yeah, there's there's persecution amongst the the, uh, the broadcasters. But I can tell you what, I don't know of one who's complaining or whining or saying this is difficult. No turning back. This is the Lord's work, and uh, with a big smile on their face. I love this quote. I'll give it again. Don't pray that the persecution ends. Pray that the result of the persecution is that many will see and understand and place her faith in him. Well, David, uh, just to circle back on Unreached and Focus, this tool is available. It is available on the FEBC website. Give us some more suggestions and conclusion how we should use this. Sure. Well, this is this is great for individuals and churches. Uh, originally, we had churches in mind, and then we were um, delighted to discover that a lot of individuals 
uh, either just for their own personal prayer time or maybe in a small group or Bible study, they wanted it as well. So we're going to be uh, shifting some of our, um, the way that we put it together, uh, j- just to be um, more inclusive of both both categories of people, but it won't change for churches. Uh, we, we want uh, to provide uh, the materials each month that would facilitate easy to uh, to follow group prayer time, like in a service, and uh, the resources are there uh, each month. So you can sign up on febc.org and just look for the place where it says mobilize your church to pray for the unreached. Thanks so much, David. Uh, we think this is a great tool uh, to further your understanding of the way the gospel is being proclaimed around the world, and more importantly, to pray for those people who have yet to hear, but through mm-hmm. the broadcast of FEBC, they will come to understand the gospel and place their faith in Christ. Uh, so let's go before the Lord, David, and, and, and pray. Lord, I am so grateful for the vision to put together this resource that brings people to an understanding of the way your gospel is so powerfully working in difficult countries, in countries where the gospel is hated and forbidden in countries where the government prohibits uh, the proclamation of your word, Lord. But we place our faith in you and know that you're a powerful God. And FEBC has been given a vision from you to be speaking the truth of the gospel in the indigenous language through indigenous people networked with the local churches and close to the listener. So, Lord, may this resource be a help to anyone listening to this program today so that they can see your work, your way, and the faces of those people whose joy is brought because they've now heard the gospel. So we pray this, Lord, in the powerful name of your Son. Amen. Amen. David Woolen is with the Far East Broadcasting Company as VP of Development. David, thanks for your time, and thanks for your heart, most of all. I appreciate it. Thank you. For more information about what we've talked about, Unreached in Focus, go to febc.org. You'll find it there febc.org. With thanks to Ed Cannon, of course, and our producer, Joe Carlson. I'm Wayne Shepard. And thank you for listening to Until All Have Heard, a production of the Far East Broadcasting Company.